All right. I'm going to take a piss real quickly, then we're going to record. All right. All right, you ready? Yep. Dave Song! Ladies and gentlemen, we are Tonight, we are going to witness the most anticipated match in the history of professional wrestling. And this is... Jason is here. Dude, I, I swear to God, I'm not as big an asshole as it sounds like. And Troy is here. Hey, I call them like I see them, all right? Look at it this way. It's the first thing we've done together as a team. I grab my dick, you grab your dick, you work my arm, I work your arm. Same time. Same time. It's like jerking off together, but not gay. We're not touching dicks. Each other's dicks anyway. I'm touching my own dick. You're working it, and I'm loving it. Well, enough is enough, and it's time for The Rundown. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Rundown Wrestling Podcast, episode 342. Now, I was all prepared to continue as my since I was Superstar Shake-Up over to Nitromania, <laughs> and Adam was Superstar Shake-Up over to the Rundown. He quit again. So <laughs> management said I had to come back. They said I did an okay job, but they they they... The flagship show needs to go on. So I am back. And joining me, as always, Jason's here. I feel like I'm the one stuck in purgatory. Like, I never get to fucking go anywhere. I'm just here all the fucking time. You're the AJ Styles of the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. Who's the guy, Mr. No Days Off? Is that Darren Young? That's me. Well, he's got a lot of days off now because he got fired. That's true, too. (laughs) So. Wait, who who do I talk to about getting fired from this? Uh... I guess, I guess technically I'm management. Me and you are both, so. Yeah, I guess if I haven't gotten fired for the shit I've said so far, it's probably not much I can do. Mm, so. I think it'd be hard, considering yeah. that I have a track record on the show, so. <laughs> I'm safe to say Jim Ross will never be appearing on the show because of me, so, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> so, the big news, of course. This week was the two-night of Cody and Kenny, part two? Yes, yeah, and they totally fucked. Uh, the Superstar Shakeup happened this week, and we have, I, I guess this whole episode is going to be kind of a review because that was the, the main thing. Uh, we will, of course, talk as well about the fact that a lot of the Superstar Shakeup uh, may have ruined the next two pay-per-views. So. <laughs> there was not a fuck ton of like in-ring action this week. It was pretty much all Shakeup stuff. Yeah, so we're gonna start off by I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and go through every single one of the 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 people that moved and how they moved. Uh, then we're gonna go into uh, a little segment that we go into after that. But first, all right. So over on the Raw brand, you had Fandango and Tyler Breeze announced uh, via. Uh, did they have a backstage segment or was there? Yeah, they were backstage. Yes. Okay. So Fandango and Tyler Breeze were backstage. They were announced. Uh, Dolph Ziggler came over 
Uh, and uh, by the way, can I put that one in my win column? Breeze and Fandango were on my list. Okay, yeah. <laughs> you so you deleted the list, so I don't even remember who I, I chose, but I, I'm pretty uh, sure I got all these right. Okay, all right. I know I got most of them correct, but there was a couple I, I, that for me it was like a clean, clean sweep, like my WrestleMania picks. Nice. Yeah, all right. All. Fair enough. Uh, but uh, Ziggler didn't come alone because Drew McIntyre got called up from NXT to join mm-hmm. him as a new tag team, I guess, uh, uh, Ziggy Tire. Um, they beat the shit out of Titus Worldwide. Um, Natalia and her pussy showed up, and um, <laughs> apparently she, her, her, not only was she shaken up over to Raw, but her character was shaken up because she's a face now. Right. And uh, best, because- besties with Ronda. Yeah, besties with Ronda, even though I'm sure they've never met each other before. Actually, to be fair, they apparently are training partners. Natty's been training her since even before she seriously considered wrestling. So they they do have a legit personal history. Right on. Uh, Transgender Mahal came over and instantly dropped the United States Championship to Jeff Hardy. Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn were the guests on Miz TV. And apparently Stephanie McMahon went over Kurt Angle's head to sign these two gentlemen. The Riot Squad, Ruby Riot, Sarah Logan, and Liv Morgan appeared, and uh, they beat the shit out of Bailey and Sasha. Uh, Connor and Victor showed up, but of course they were not referenced on the show. Um, <laughs> Baron Corbin got a uh, a uh, vignette. Uh, Robert Roode was the third member of the six-man tag match that we had to close the show. Uh, Zack Ryder, Mojo Raleigh, and Mike Kanellis, and Chad Gable all were not mentioned on the show and instead were on WB.com. Um, all of those those individuals were added to what we had last week when Bobby Lashley showed up, AOP called up, Ember Moon called up, and No Way Jose called up. Uh, so over on the SmackDown side of things, they decided to do things a little bit different and actually reference the fact that people were coming onto their show and not just kind of throw some guys onto the roster. Um, of course, we know the Miz was coming over because we heard we learned about that Raw and Raw. Well, well, to be fair, SmackDown had way more of the "Hey, these guys will be here someday" graphics and videos, without well, actually yeah, having they, them on the show. Yeah, but they made the most out of out of their time that they made. They've got a two-hour show compared to Raw's three-hour show. Sure, Raw, Raw couldn't figure out a way to have you know Mojo Raleigh, Mike Kanellis, and Zack Ryder and Chad Gable show up on the show. Well, um, and half Gable, half the fucking audience wouldn't know who those people were, even if they did show up on the show. So, true, true. Uh, but we did get a, a promo from the Miz, who said, "Of course, uh, I'm not going to show up to SmackDown. Why the fuck would I do that?" Uh, uh, then we had Shelton Benjamin talk about the fact that you know Chad Gable needed him, and he doesn't need Chad Gable. Called out somebody in the back, and we got a tease of nothing as Randy Orton came out, but then he was quickly replaced by Jeff Hardy who then defended his United States Championship. Uh, yeah, we learned by Apparently, Randy Orton does not follow the WWE on Instagram because they had just posted a picture of Jeff Hardy saying he had moved to SmackDown mm-hmm. and uh, would be up next, and Randy Orton seemed yeah. very surprised, so I can only imagine that uh, Randy is not following the WWE's Instagram. Yeah. Of course, uh, when you have these three guys uh, that clo- in that close proximity to each other, you have to check your watch and make sure it's not 2006. Uh, we learned via on-screen graphic that Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville would be joining Paige over on SmackDown. Uh, we learned we via learned a, Troy's penis got hard. Very much so. Uh, we also learned via, via vignette that uh, Sanity was coming to SmackDown. Well, uh, but they, some of them. Well, some of them. 
Eric Young, Killian Dane, and Alexander Wolf as Nikki Cross was left behind. It's a sausage so, fest up insanity right now. Exactly. Uh, we no no Taco Tuesdays. Tuesdays on SmackDown for sanity. That's right. <laughs> we learned via backstage segment that Big Cass had arrived and is continuing to be Big Cass. Um, he also made an appearance in the main event. Uh, also on the same brand as Carmella, which is just fucking awkward. Yeah, it's got to be, man. It's really got to be. It's not as awkward um, as John Cena and Nikki Bella being on the same brand, but... True. Well, they're not, though. No, they're not. Nikki's technically a SmackDown superstar, and John, even though he's a free, free agent, is still a Raw superstar. As well, he's now a free agent in his personal life, too, so there you go. That's true. Yep. So I'm sure he'll be banging Zelita Vega soon. <laughs> uh, then... <laughs> um, Asuka decided to help uh, Charlotte Flair out a little bit as the um, – we'll, we'll get to that segment as I really enjoyed it. Selena Vega has been shaken up to John Cena's cock. Yep. <laughs> uh, we learned via backstage segment that Cesaro and Sheamus, the bar, were joining SmackDown. Yeah, I totally missed uh, that one. I thought you were fucking with me. That the bar were, were coming? Yeah, I missed that on the TV. I oh, must have been out of the room or something. Yeah. Um, we learned via on-screen graphic that Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson were joining SmackDown. Um, we learned via backstage segment that R Truth was joining SmackDown, and apparently is uh, going to be forming a tag team with the Perfect Ten, Ty, Ty Dillinger. And then, of course, we learned via on-screen that Andrade Cien Almas and Zelina Vega were also joining SmackDown. Yes. And of course, they they joined the Iconics that uh, debuted last week. In me personally, my favorite debut of the past two weeks, but uh, I don't know if I can, I'm going to count them as the best call-up or not, because we'll see. Uh, so yeah, safe so. to say Ty Dillinger and R-Truth are going to be perfect truth? I mean, I I prefer two truths and a tie, because R-Truth is kind of multiple personalities, but that's me. Somebody will find a way to make that racist. Yeah, that's true. So <laughs> I don't even know what that means, but uh, speaking of racism, racism, I'm a little loopy tonight. Ten. I'm like three or four drinks in. I'm sorry. What is it? Oh, it's the perfect ten. The what? The perfect ten. <laughs> so uh, we've got ten different uh, different questions to ask and answer. So the first one was, uh, what did you feel that was a move that should have been made but wasn't? <sighs> what move should have been made but wasn't? To me, this one's fairly easy because I think, the to me, the glaring one, and and we'll touch on all of it as we go through here, But and there were some major additions to SmackDown, but for me, the move that should have been made that wasn't is Finn Balor moving to SmackDown because I don't think he's ever going to achieve the level of success on Raw that he probably should. Um SmackDown, I think, would provide them more openings, given that they're more apt to put their title on guys who are, you know, the better workers of the company rather than the bigger personalities. So I think he'd be far better off on SmackDown. I think the SmackDown brand would be far better for having him. And if you rotate over to a place where you got Joe and Daniel Bryan and AJ Styles, and you're going to have some really fucking awesome matches, uh, just straight wrestling. So to me, Finn Balor's the move that should have been made but wasn't. All right. Me, I kind of went back and forth on this question because um, before before we learned how the dust was going to settle, I would have thought for sure 
Becky Lynch should have showed up on Raw. Mm-hmm. But once I saw that, uh, you know, Bailey and Ronda Rousey and Sasha Banks were all staying on Raw, I think that now, you know, Becky should be fine. She'll get a little bit more of a spotlight because of the fact that, um, you know, the, the, there's only five, there's only four of them left that are faces over there on, on SmackDown. There's a lot of, a lot of heels. So she should get some, something that's going on there. Well, um, uh, yeah, she should. But at the same time, when you talk, look at the roster chalked with Sasha, not Sasha, I'm sorry, Sasha, Charlotte, Asuka, uh, now the Iconics, Carmella, like, is there really much of a shot of Becky slipping up into the top of that group and, and getting into the main, like, the women's main event picture? Probably not. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's going to be, be kind of a rough thing. Um, she would have benefited, obviously, if they would have moved Charlotte up at a Raw. Mm-hmm. Uh, because then you would have had Asuka and Becky as the top two. You know, Naomi's kicking around there as well. Uh, but at least she would have gotten a snip of something. Right now, she's just Charlotte's little buddy. Um, so she's kind of get, got the Dean Ambrose treatment right now before Ambrose was able to break out after him and Roman kind of split ways. Um, but in terms of of guys that uh, I really wanted to see, I, I see what you're saying with Finn Balor. I'm actually going to go with Braun Strowman. Uh, I was really thinking that uh, Strowman over on SmackDown would have been much better and uh, would have been, you know, clear the way because they obviously do not want to put a fucking championship belt on him. And when you look at the guys, what are you talking about? He's just the fucking tag team champions for a day. <laughs> it's not his fucking fault the kid can't hold up his end of the deal. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, that that was the move that I was really looking forward to was was Strowman going over SmackDown, especially since Corbin is now over on Raw, so you've got the kind of lumbering big guy equation taken care of over there. But um, yeah, so well, I see to, again to me we, it's Strowman. We talk about SmackDown being sort of the land of the the workers, and I don't know that Strowman fits in there. In reality, I don't know who you need other monsters around for Braun to have legitimate feuds with. You know, you can't put Braun in there with a you know, Daniel Bryan. I mean, you could, but it's going to be a tough sell storyline wise, and he's going to have a tough time keeping up with those style of workers. So I think, for, for my opinion, I think he's probably better off staying on Raw anyway. Okay. All right. So um, we've got the move that seems small, but will ultimately be huge the Alexa Bliss Award. Of course, uh, last Superstar Shakeup, we learned that Alexa Bliss was called up, and everyone was like, uh, you know, we didn't even bother to. To have her on the actual show, you know, and the Carmella was the same kind of thing where, you know, it was, it, they, they were just kind of afterthoughts and like we were added to the card. Um, but of course, Carmella, Alexa Bliss, and Nia Jax as well have all become kind of the focal points of their respective female division, uh, considering that they weren't even on the, the show proper when they got, got drafted. So, right. uh, who do you think is the, is the one that's going to be the, the huge breakout that right now we're kind of overlooking? I'm going to go Chad Gable here. Um, I think the guy can work his ass off. I think he's shown that. I don't know that he's ever going to be, you know, universal champion on Raw. Obviously, that would be a real tough sell. It's not impossible. Um, but I think he can be a real player over there. I think he can put quality matches. I think he's his mic skills are improving. He's sort of his character development's improving. And I think if we're looking long term, who could be sort of the breakout star of this group? I, I, I'd say Chad Gable has a shot here. All right. Um, for me, you know, it's it's always tough, but I I don't know if they count, but I would put the iconics here 
because of the fact that they were thrust right into the main event and have been doing a phenomenal job on on the microphone. Um, but if 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 I had to go with uh, you know with somebody else, you know, just somebody moving, that's going to be a, a big deal. I think that this is going to be that this might finally be the chance for Cesaro to be a main eventer. Hmm. I think eventually Cesaro and Sheamus are going to break up. We've been asking for him to be on SmackDown for the longest time. Um, You know, obviously right now he's in the tag team team division, but I think that he, this, this could be his, his path to the WWE championship somewhere down the line. That could very well be. I mean, he's definitely had, he's had all the talent forever. Uh, like you talked about, the hype has been there forever. He's it's just a matter of somebody sort of having the faith in him to put it put him in there. Yeah, exactly. Um, and we'll we'll see. Obviously, you know, um, there's there's a lot left that that can happen here. Um, since there was a lot of guys that weren't exactly used, were just kind of announced as coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but and, uh, and, and I think I think there's honorable mentions here too. I think Killian Dane's going to end up being a huge player on SmackDown, uh, and I think Mandy Rose has a shot to turn into a top of the roster female as well. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I also look at um, Drew McIntyre as uh-huh. being somebody that once once he gets rid of Ziggler, which we know is eventually going to happen, he's such a different person than he was when he got fired or when when he left or even before that, that I think that he could easily become kind of a top of, of the, the roster guy. Um, or he I could return look, to 3MB. That's true, because they are all on the fucking same that's show. That's right. Damn straight. Mm-hmm. Um, and, of course, uh, I would also look at, at uh, Baron Corbin. We you know, we Ugh. know that. Yeah, look at his belly button, that's all. I know, but we know he's going to get another shot. You know, he... he God damn, they, they, look how big he is. Yeah. Um, and I think Liv Morgan could potentially be uh, a breakout star too. Uh, only so. in the looks department. It's working for Carmella right now. It, it is, but Carmella can work a little bit more, I think, than Liv Morgan can. Liv Morgan is very new too. I love can... Liv Morgan. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm yeah. a big fan. I just, I don't. On Raw, you you, you need to be able to work a little bit, and yeah. I, I don't know. I, I just don't know that she's. There. Although then again, Nia Jax. Gives backbreakers on the wrong side, and you know, Alexa's yeah. strength is not her in ring. So you know, I know. Fair enough. All right. So, uh, best NXT call up. Of course, the NXT call ups that we had: Drew McIntyre, uh, Ember Moon, Authors of Pain, No Way Jose over on Raw, and uh, then on SmackDown, the Iconics, Andrade Cien Almas, Zelina Vega, Sanity, and that's it. So which uh which of those guys do you feel or or ladies you feel was the best NXT call up on either show? So look to me there are two categories. You could talk about who the who the best one is for right now, and I think for right now the best one is going to be Drew McIntyre. I think he's going to be pushed into a prominent role. I think he's a top guy. He's he's got the look, the size Vince likes. We all know that you know he was the chosen one for a reason. That was that was a fucking shoot. Um. But for long term, for somebody who I think has a chance to be a real impact player going forward for for one of their brands, I got to say, and I know maybe I'm betting against the odds here, but I think Andrade Almas, especially with Zelina Vega, is a guy you could see really sort of 
we, we consistently have underestimated this guy since he came into NXT. He's continued to break through glass ceilings, shatter walls, put his head down, just run straight through them. Um, Zelina Vega, like we've talked about, ad nauseum, has just added so much to this character. And I'm really excited to see what these guys can do on the main roster. If given enough TV time, if given the right push, and, you know, I could see a program like with him and Daniel Bryan being big money on SmackDown at some point. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Um, I think that, uh, in my opinion, after after the shakeup, you know, after the dust settled, I'm going to go with Ember Moon. I think that when they moved Asuka over to SmackDown, it paved the way for Ember to be the eventual focal point of the Raw Women's Division. Um, and I think that, uh, you know, Ember... Ember is going to be a, a big star because she is unique in the way she looks. Um, they've already put her, uh, you know, with Nia Jax, and, and I don't know how long Nia Jax is going to hold that championship. Anyways, um, we'll we'll see how the crowd reactions continue to go for her. But that's 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 my pick. There is that the um, now and in the future, it's going to be Ember Boone. See, my only issue with that, and, and I agree with 100% with everything you said, my only issue with that is that I'm looking at the Raw creative team and how they've just completely wasted and ruined Bailey, Sasha Banks, et cetera, et cetera. And I just don't know that they're going to know who this Ember Moon character is enough to write her well that, that she reaches that level. I hope she does, though. Yeah, I feel like uh, um, there's, a, there's a lot less room for them to fuck it up. With Bailey, we, we had our... our our hesitations going into it because we're like i don't know if they're going to be able to do it ember's got that kind of character that i think is is even if they take away some of the subtlety in it i i still think that that she's going to be able to translate through but similar to bailey i have serious concerns about ember's promo ability on the main roster um yeah and that could definitely hold her back true true uh but it's worked just fine for nia Jax, so well she's not uh, like most that's right not sure if you caught her on like, commentary, but she's not like most. I'm not like most, yeah. I, I don't I don't know how to talk. She does NXT know she's talent. not like most, though. That's true. NXT <laughs> talent that you thought should have been brought up but wasn't. Uh, for me, um, just thinking about uh, about the card there, um, oh man, it's kind of tough because you know a lot of the people that I thought were going to be going to be called up got called up. Uh-huh. Um. And just just kind of looking at it, do you have somebody off the top of your mind? Yeah, I do, and it's somebody. It might be a little surprising because it's somebody who's relatively new to the NXT roster. But for me, I look at a guy like EC3, and I see a guy who really his style, his 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 ability, his whole character, his persona really translates better as a main roster talent than it does an NXT guy. NXT is much more about the high work rate, the great five star matches. Um, whereas the main roster is really more about your personality, and I think that's really where EC3 excels. I don't think it was ever a shot that he was going to get called up this time around, but I definitely think he, uh, uh, looking at the remaining talent down there, to me, he's the guy that would most easily translate to the main roster right off the bat. Okay. Um, to me, I thought that there was a couple of guys down at NXT that um, could have joined 205 Live. And and done very well for so themselves. So they're better off in NXT, is what you're saying? Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, you know, Orny Orny is a guy that I see. What the fuck is he doing down there at this point? You know, do something with him. Um, Pete Dunn, I still don't know why he's not in the main roster because I think he is a very good talent, and I think that you know he would do very good. He, he has um, a whole feud with Undisputed Era to do though. 
Yeah, but I mean, you can finish that in a month. Yeah. They do their tapings, and you know, we we saw revival down there for quite a while. We've seen a bunch of other guys down there. Um, Plus, you're gonna bring the UK title to the main roster. Or? Yeah, why not? Okay. You know, you got you got kind of a built-in story there. Um, but I'm actually gonna go with Tommaso Ciampa. Um, you know, him him losing his feud. And, you know, I could see them, you know, using the tapings here to, to get this to one more match kind of thing between the two, you know, uh, between him and Johnny. But I I had questions once Tommaso lost what they're going to do with it. And I thought that, uh, you know, he'd be a good guy to, to bring up and, and, you know, be a heel right off the bat. So so I nobody's a bigger Tommaso Ciampa fan than I am. I talked about, I you know been around him on shows in the past way back in the day um but i will say this i his character to me is a far bigger star in nxt with that fan base that understands the character and knows the nuance and knows the history i'm not sure without that history how that translates to the main roster if and when he comes up Fair enough. I just realized I forgot to name somebody. Samoa Joe went over to SmackDown. <laughs> oh, he wasn't on your list? He wasn't on my list for oh. some reason. <laughs> well, he would have come up later, I'm sure. Oh, he's he's going to. Like maybe uh, next. Right. <laughs> so, uh, most impactful debut. It's clearly no way, Jose. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Mike Kanellis? Mm, he wasn't on the show. <laughs> Mojo. So, um, caveat here, of course, Jeff Hardy does not count. Jeff Hardy's debut was defending the championship, not winning the championship. Oh, so uh, it's clearly our truth. Out. Yes, it's clearly our truth and his dumb fucking black handshake with Ty Gellinger. <laughs> um, let's, let's do it this way. Uh, most impactful debut on Raw, most impactful debut on SmackDown. Oh, geez. All right, so just going debuts only and how they were brought in. This is not... Um, how we think they're going to be ultimately how they this is just how they came in and the, 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 their debut on that show for me it's easy on smackdown it's clearly the iconics thrust immediately into the women's title picture immediately involved with charlotte immediately involved with carmella two weeks in a row stealing them stealing the show with the pro with their promo skills um so to me that was easily on, on smackdown the most impactful debut um the most impactful debut on Raw is probably a little bit tougher of the two. Uh, all joking aside, it's hard because a lot of these debuts were fairly lackluster. You look at, you know, Breeze and Fandango, Natalia in a backstage segment, Jinder dropping the title, Owens and Zayn, they're going to be an impactful signing, but they were just revealed by Miz. It's sort of me. Um, so I guess I would go with Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre because they went in there and right away kicked some ass and established themselves as, you know, a group a little bit dangerous. Uh, mm-hmm. So of those debuts on Raw, I would say that was probably the most impactful. But I will say the fact that they held Bobby Rudolph for that six-man, that, that eight-man tag or ten-man tag, whatever the fuck it was, at the end of the show tells you that to Vince McMahon, of all the talent that moved to Raw, he sees Bobby Roode as the biggest star. So that is... Yeah pretty surprising and and good for bobby Roode. exactly yeah um to me on raw it's aop mm-hmm. um they were able to come out there and kick the shit out of uh, slider you know, slater and rhino um they dumped their manager in their first week 
Uh, and they, they definitely made it a, a case for them being, you know, big going forward. And on SmackDown, yeah, it's the Iconics. They, they helped Charlotte lose her championship, uh, mocked her thoroughly. And then the following week, mocked her some more. Um, and obviously have, have sort of formed an alliance with, with Carmella. Um, so yeah, I would say that, uh, that for sure it's, it's them because the rest of the people on SmackDown didn't do anything. Right. Um, the rest of the debuts, you had Big Cass who got involved. You got Asuka who just kind of saved uh, Charlotte and Becky. Um, and you had Smojo who had a great promo, but not really impactful in what he did. Right. Um, so, and obviously Jeff Hardy, you know, had just had a match with uh, Shelton Benjamin, which was a good match. It was a really good match. Right. Um, but he didn't win a championship when he went over to SmackDown. He already had one. Mm-hmm. So, not not as impactful, but yeah. Um, all right, so uh, Steve rolling right along here. Most surprising move. This one's easy for me because you can look at this list and look at all the mock, sort of mock drafts, I guess, whatever you want to call them, speculation, hype, blah, blah, blah. The one named on this list that I, I didn't see mentioned anywhere that I don't think anybody really thought was going to be moved was Samoa Joe. Um, guy was just developing a program with Roman Reigns over on Raw. Looks like he's in the IC title match at the the Greatest Royal Rumble. He's in the match with the guy who we assume is going to be the Universal Champion, Roman Reigns, at Backlash. Uh, so I was definitely jumped out of my seat surprised when Samoa Joe showed up on SmackDown. So to me, that's easily the most surprising move of this entire shakeup. Yeah, um, man, that it's it's hard to argue that because. The rest of these people either didn't have a storyline or had one that you know wasn't wasn't didn't have as much heat to it as as we would have thought, or um, had one where it was very clear that they could move like Owens and Zayn. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean Owens and Zayn, they've been setting this up for weeks that they were going to go over to Raw. We knew right. they were going to go over to Raw. Right. Um, you know the the Riot family and Absolution sw- swapping brands that doesn't really move the meter all that much. Does it move uh, anything else, no. though? Uh, it, it moves my penis every okay. time I see him. Just checking. Um, Asuka, I think we knew was going to go over to SmackDown. Um, you know, she's got that built-in feud and, you know, doing something else here now. Uh, so, yeah, the, the only one really that that kind of that got me to the point where I was like, holy shit, was fucking Samoa Joe. Because, yeah, nobody saw it coming. He's He's got two chances to win championship belts, we think. He's got a chance to win the championship belt because they didn't really announce that it was going to be for the Universal Championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, but well, yeah, Roman mean, doesn't have that belt yet, so you can't really make that announcement. Exactly. Yeah. Um, the the other one that uh, that telegraphs things was, of course, be the bar. They're not going to win the Raw Championships and bring them over to SmackDown. Yeah. <laughs> so well, and that's why I think um, there was so much speculation that the the IC title and the US title was switched because that's really the only title you can switch because everything yeah. else is sort of branded to where it's at. Yeah, I mean, technically the cruiserweights are still raw, but right. they're not really raw anymore. They right. don't show up. They don't show up as much as raw as they used to. They're they're technically their own brand, but we just don't really call it their own brand. Right. Um. So that's the only other title and division that could have moved, and that wasn't going to happen on SmackDown because I don't even think that they travel with raw anymore. So well, and they don't even have um, time for the talent that they already have on SmackDown. They yeah. just added a bunch of top talent to the roster. I don't see where you could fit the cruiserweights in, and over and above all that, you know, Buddy Murphy failed to make weight, so you can't move him. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, so you're looking at uh, which 
more that I more I th- thought about it was you know maybe they maybe they saw something more in Buddy Murphy and then he's going to move to the Raw or SmackDown, but who knows at this point? They should have because um, he looks like a goddamn animal. He does. He looks great. He's really his does. new character has been been awesome, phenomenal. Um, yeah, and you look at obviously you know the the Universal Championship, the fucking belt's red. You know, mm-hmm. so you'd have to have a complete redesign of that. You'd have to have Brock Lesnar show up on Tuesdays, and he's not going to do that. Right. You'd have to you'd have to move Roman Reigns and move AJ Styles and Shinsuke because that's kind of the built-in feud right now. Um. So I yeah, there there would be too many too many moves you'd have to make. You know who would be thrilled guys. if you moved Shinsuke? Uh, AJ Styles' dick. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> AJ Styles' cockknocker will not leave him the fuck alone. Yeah, AJ Styles has clearly decided he's done having children because they keep booking AJ to get fucking hit in the nuts by Nakamura. This week's was well, great, though. Well, he's standing on the apron in the middle of a match. Yeah. Nakamura just comes up behind him. You don't even really see it, except that AJ just slumps over and you see Nakamura's hand right up his dick hole. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, AJ's got like 12 kids, so, uh, you know, he's he's running out of space on the fucking side of his body to put dates anymore so uh yeah go ahead <laughs> uh so yeah um moving right along here uh to the best non-move the person who stayed on their brand who you think is is the best choice to stay on that brand uh and there's i i think i know who you're gonna say because based on some of the conversations we've had and other people have had in our host thread i i have an idea at least so i'm gonna go a little bit different on this one because for me and you touched on him a little bit earlier for me it was braun Strowman. i think this guy needs to stay on raw i think his persona is a big part of what gets him over and i think that's far better displayed on raw than it would have been on smackdown where it's sort of like the workers and he might have been more exposed with his in-ring style uh whereas there's more guys on raw he can sort of just work uh to more to his strengths with than than over it on SmackDown. So to me, that was the one that really sort of stood out as a good thing not to move. And I think Rollins was another one, a good one not to move. I think Rollins sort of plays better off guys like this, the Roman and, and Dean when he comes back. And the ability to keep those guys on the same brand, I think, is useful. Um, and, and they just made Monday Night Rollins shirts. So you can't, you know. I told you that doesn't count because they, they moved Kevin Owens when he had monday night monday night uh or the ko show the kevin owens show shirts so oh so it's why don't, don't care yeah that's true um to me it's aj styles i think that uh um aj is a, a good or a, a huge part of the reason why smackdown has the ratings they do it's the house I he think built that yeah, and and I think that moving him to Raw not only would you make obviously you know he's got the championship and everything of like that, but if you move him him to Raw, even if you did like a swap of him and Brock Lesnar, uh, he I don't think he he gets the the respect he deserves over on Raw as he does on SmackDown, and I don't I don't and I think that SmackDown would suffer a lot if you move Styles and Daniel Bryan as well. Um, so I, I was glad to see that Styles and Bryan both stayed over there. Yeah. Um, is that who you thought I was going to say, or did you think I was going to say somebody else? I thought you were going to say Daniel Bryan. Okay, yeah. Daniel Bryan is, is is a very close number two to that, obviously, because, yeah, he's he's done so much for SmackDown as well, you know, pop the ratings, stuff like that. And while it looks like right now he's kind of upper to lower, upper to, to mid-card, um, he's he, he's one of those guys that they can instantly Dude, throw he's up. He's what? There. 
He's been he's in a ring with AJ Styles two fucking weeks in a row. Out of the last three weeks, he's been able to compete on TV. And who's going to be his first feud? Big Cass. Well, clearly they see a lot in Big Cass. I mean, I don't necessarily see it, but they do, so... Well, I I think that obviously going forward it's going to be Styles and Cockknocker as as the main event, but sure. I do think that that Cass and Brian are upper mid card right now. I don't know. Wait till after the Greatest Royal Rumble. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it's the greatest. So, uh, so most significant move overall. Uh, again, to me, got to be Samoa Joe. I think this is a guy who's going to tear it up on SmackDown. Um, you know what? All right. I've already praised Joe, so let me take that, but let me walk that one back. Uh, I will go out and say that the most significant move overall is going to be the Miz back to SmackDown. I think it adds, (laughs) I think it adds a personality that has been sort of lacking on that show. Uh, a true heel, somebody that can really get heat, although Joe can do the same thing. Um, but you've already got one one of the hottest feuds just by his arrival when you pair him off with Daniel Bryan. Um, at some point, he's going to get Maurice back. He can build a new Miztourage, which really you know helped make, I don't know, we'll see how it plays out long term, but it definitely brought Dallas and Axel back to the main uh, fans' knowledge, which I think they had fallen off of for quite a while. So I, I'll go on a limb and say I think The Miz is going to be the most impactful, most significant. All right. Well, while I'm I'm right there with you, I'm going to try to change it up and, and go with somebody different. And I'm going to say Owens and Zayn. I think that now that you're going to get the Universal Championship back on Raw, Roman needs some guys to, to fight. And Kevin Owens, obviously, is a former Universal Champion. Uh, Sami Zayn really come in, came into his own as a heel. Uh, I think these two guys are going to be the, the top heels on SmackDown once things start shaking Raw. out a little bit. Sorry, Raw. Sorry, Raw. Yep. Yeah. Uh, because the other guys that you <laughs> that you have on Raw as your heels are Elias, which he's over, but he's Elias. Uh, Baron Corbin, because who the fuck cares? Uh, and Jinder Mahal. So... <laughs> I think that uh, Raw definitely needed some heels, especially after they got rid of their biggest heel uh, in Samoa Joe. So. so just for the record, uh-huh. you got Kevin Owens, mm-hmm. and you've got Jinder Mahal. Uh-huh. Which one do you think Vince is going to push? Well, we know who, who Vince is going to try to push. He's uh, vascular. Yeah. Yeah. Just just remember, kids, We hear, you heard it here first. Roman Reigns' first feud as Universal Champion is going to be against Jinder Mahal. Probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Technically, I guess it'll be against Samoa Joe. Right? Yeah. I mean, no, because there's, this, this, is, this is what's going to be fucking stupid about this. These two guys are going to use their own respective shows to talk shit about, about each other, and they're not going to see each other until the fucking backlash. So then, so right, so right now, neither are going to really have a feud. They're going to so, both be in a feud with each other, but neither are going to have a feud where they like fight dude, with each other every week. That's how they but build an be... Undertaker match at WrestleMania every single year. I know, and it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so what you're going to have is you're going to have Reigns will come out there, bitch about Samoa Joe, and then all of a sudden you're going to have fucking Transgender Mahal come out and he's going to have a match with them because you got to have have him do something other than just bitch in the ring. Samoa so Joe's going to come out there, 
he's going to talk about Roman Reigns, and then he's going to go, well, before I beat the shit out of him, uh, here's this fucking guy over here. Uh, you know, here's here's Daniel Bryan I'm going to fight this week, or or hey, here's Sin Cara, like I'm going to beat the shit out of him again. Oh, here's Ty Dillinger, let me let me squash him. You're going to have the two of them guys doing that, where they're they're not going to have feuds within their own shows. They're going to show up every week, but they're going to just sit there and bitch about each other, like we had last year. <laughs> so, all right, uh, this one has a lot of different different choices you can make, but least <laughs> significant move overall. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this one, there's a lot to fucking choose from here. Um, God, it's, it's really, really difficult. I would say, okay, so a couple of ones that jump out at me, no way Jose easily problem with that is that he's sort of entertaining, like with the conga line and everything. And we saw that the rosebuds had some life for a while. So I feel like there will be at least something done with Jose from here, here and there. Um, Connor and Victor are very much in the running for this because they've been on TV forever. Ryder's a former IC champ. There's a certain thing that goes along with that. Mojo Raleigh's won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Um, Mike Canales. Mike Canales is going to be, he's going to be future endeavored in very short time. (laughs) Hey, he got kids. Um, so to me, the easy pick here is R-Truth. And I say that because he's been on Raw and they've had literally nothing to do with him in a three-hour show. Now he's moving to a two-hour show where there's less time, more talent, and they're pairing him with a guy who hasn't been on TV in four months. So I don't see a ton of future in our truth run on SmackDown, so I'm going to say say our truth. There you go. Um, (laughs) Connor and Victor... They join a show where their job is already taken by Heath Slater and Rhino. Well, not necessarily, because they're butt buddies with uh, Brizongo, so... Yeah, that's that's true. I guess they, they might get a little bit more airtime that way. Um, <laughs> to me, though, it's it's going to be interesting to see who shows up on TV first, after this week, of course. Is it going to be our truth or is it going to be Mike Canellis? Mike Canellis, I think. You think so? Yeah, I think so. I mean, we we could potentially see R-Truth and Ty Dillinger get taken Mike, out by Sanity next week. Mike Canellis is now vascular, Troy. I think he'll do really well on Roy. On Raw. On Roy's? Roy's. There you go. Yeah, well, I... Yeah. Um, but yeah, obviously the Ascension already fucking failed tag team left and right. Joining a very deep roster... Of of tag teams over on Raw, is it though? Because uh, it seems more... like it seems like not long ago we were talking about how there was really no one for Cesaro and Sheamus to fight. They were fighting a fucking ten year old at WrestleMania. Yeah, there's the revival, but Vince clearly has no faith in them. I'm actually, sort of surprised they weren't moved. Um, you just traded away Gallows and Anderson. You've got Hardy and Wyatt, but how long do we really think they're going to stay as a team? I mean. Well, but- that's the thing is that raw does good with two single stars that are teamed up with each other. They don't do well with actual tag teams. Right. Because yeah, but, but got... to my point though, I think there is a vacuum there for tag teams on raw that doesn't exist necessarily on SmackDown where you not only added smack tag teams and top tag teams like Sheamus and Cesaro, Gallows and Anderson are former tag team champs. You're throwing sanity into that mix in some, you know, freebird way. And then, 
you know, talk about you've already got the Usos, you got the Bludgeon Brothers, and you got the New Day there still. So the SmackDown is loaded in the tag division, whereas Raw is where you actually would have had a shot. Yeah, I suppose. Well, we'll we'll see. But uh, to me, it's it's our truth because fuck our truth. What's up? <laughs> nobody gives a shit. Yeah. Uh, so uh, breaking down the roster before we pop it like a pimple. There you go. Breaking down the roster and and how they 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 line up with each other. So singles faces on Raw: Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Bobby Roode, No Way Jose, Chad Gable, Zack Ryder. Injured, Dean Ambrose injured, Jason Jordan. SmackDown faces, you've got Styles, Brian, Orton, Hardy, Sin Cara, Ty Dillinger, and R-Truth. Or you could maybe put those two together as a team. Um, so now, yep. on Raw, they said, the general managers have been working diligently through the night to come up with these trades, blah, blah, blah. So they're portraying them as their trades. Yep. Am I the only one who in my headspace pictures Kurt Angle just staring at Paige's tits while she goes... All right, Kurt, I'll give you Mike Canales and Mojo Rawley for Samoa Joe. That's a good idea. Can you maybe say that while you're jumping up and down? I just, yeah. Like, that's that's how I'm envisioning this went, because Raw got absolutely fucking fleeced in this thing. Yeah. We're going to get to that. I'm, I'm going to the roster right now. Uh, the Raw heels as, as solo guys, Brock Lesnar. That's debatable, and he's a face or heel. If and when uh, he's Bar- there. Yeah. Baron Corbin, Jinder Mahal, Elias, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Mojo Raleigh, Goldust, Kurt Hawkins, Mike Kanellis, and, of course, Kane when he decides to shop. Well, uh, Mike Kanellis on- sort, of, sort of cut a face promo. I don't know if you saw on WWE.com. So I don't know that he's coming over as a heel. Yeah, we'll we'll see. I mean, it, Natalia just suddenly showed up and was a face. So, But her pussy uh, stayed heel, so. That's true. It did. It, it, it did turn heel on her. Uh, SmackDown heels, you've got Shinsuke Kakamura, uh, Samoa Joe, Andrade C, and Almas, maybe. The Miz, Rusev, Aiden English, Big Chaos, Shelton Benjamin. Um, the For the tag team division, you've got the Raw faces, Hardy and Wyatt, Cruz and O'Neal, Breezango, Ascension, Slater and Rhino. SmackDown faces the Usos, the New Day, and Gallows and Anderson. Uh, Raw heels, Authors of Pain, Ziggler and McIntyre Revival, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel, if they decide to stay together. SmackDown Heels of Blue Jin Brothers, Sanity, Sheamus and Cesaro, and Primo and Epico still exist, by the way. <laughs> uh, and they didn't get moved this time. Uh, for the women's division, you've got uh, Raw Faces, Ronda Rousey, Nia Jax, Ember Moon, Bailey, Natalia, Dana Brooke. SmackDown Faces, Charlotte Flair, Asuka, Naomi, Becky Lynch. Is Dana and Brooke I guess a face? Na- yeah, she's with Titus Worldwide. Aren't they heels, though? No. They sort of portray themselves as heels, don't they? No. They get cheered. Well, well I think they, they get, get cheered because they're just so bad that they're, you know, sort oh. of people feel bad for them, but I don't think they're really faces. They got the shit kicked out of them by Ziggler and McIntyre. Yeah, but everybody would. Well, yeah, but I, that that's the way, that's that's why I put them in the face column. Didn't they kick the shit out of the faces in, that, in the heels in that promo, too? I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, I will say this. The one, the one thing and we didn't really touch upon it, to me, who benefited the most from their move, I would think, is Gallows and Anderson because they were really at their best in WWE when they were paired up with AJ, and this opens the door for that to happen again. Yeah, that's true. Um, and then the heels for the ladies on Raw, Alexa Bliss, Mickey James, Sasha Banks, Ruby Wright, Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, and Alicia Fox when her ass heels. 
SmackDown Heels, you've got Carmella, Peyton Royce, Billy Kay, Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose, Alita Vega, Lana, and Tamina whenever she gets back. Um, so we're going to go with uh, overall which brand won the shakeup and overall which brand is better at this point. So those are two different questions. So first off, which brand do you feel won the shakeup? Which brand won the shakeup is uh, fairly easy when you run through the list of people who changed brands. Like I said, they portrayed the biggest. All you need to do is look at the fact that they portrayed the biggest move on Raw to be Bobby Roode. So let's line up Bobby Roode against The Miz, Advantage SmackDown. Bobby Roode against Samoa Joe, Advantage SmackDown. Bobby Roode against Jeff Hardy, Advantage SmackDown, a little bit closer. Um, So I think that tells you all you need to know. Drew McIntyre could be a game changer in this debate as we look back in a couple months from now. But for as of right now, it's to me, it's easy that SmackDown came out the winner in terms of the exchange. Yeah. And to me, I I always hesitate to include the NXT call-ups as part of like the drafted people, mm-hmm. even though WWE does. Yeah. WWE considers Drew McIntyre as a person who was part of the Superstar Shakeup, even though he was not traded from NXT to Raw or from SmackDown to Raw. He was called up. So uh, I think somebody really... should get shaken up down to NXT. That would be great. Like Yeah. Like the Brock Lesnar has been moved to NXT. Well, the attention should definitely go down there. Um I well, I mean truth be fit, that might be the best fit for Brock because they only tape once a month. They don't have to show up yeah. very often, you know? Exactly. And and you'd get more screen time out of them. Um yeah, I mean you look at you know, SmackDown took a lot of their areas of weakness and improved them. Um, you know, adding adding Jeff Hardy to you know to to their main event scene or, or their mid card scene, and all they had to give up was Bobby Roode, who, eh, you know, is what it is. Uh, that's big. And then you look at you know adding Samoa Joe and Almas and the Miz to an already pretty decent heel stable. And yes, they lose Owens and Zayn, who were big, but you know in the long run, I think that they'll be better off on that one there. Um, and then obviously the tag team divisions, they they definitely improved a lot because you know after after the Bludgeon Brothers they didn't have any heel tag teams, mm-hmm. so now they've got fucking Sanity and Cesaro and Sheamus to back them up. Yeah. Um, and then we've we've had just the Usos and the New Day going back and forth with these fucking titles and now adding Gallows and Anderson in their helps as well too. Right. Um, and all they gave up was Brizongo, which they weren't using, and Ascension, which they weren't using. Right. So. Um, and then, of course, for for the women, you know, they gave up Natalia, and, her pussy. and they got and her pussy, and they and they got back Asuka, which is the biggest fucking like fleecing I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, not to mention, and then of course, you know, moving the Wright family and Absolution, uh, it's a trade off because both teams kind of came came on strong and then didn't do anything. Uh, it it it's more of a move that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Considering that pages over on SmackDown, then then actually improves you the roster. Yeah, I, so, I think it's pretty clear pages tits are the MVP of this. They definitely are, and and they were on display yesterday. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, for me as well, SmackDown has won the shakeup. Uh, in terms of who has a better roster, it's still so hard to compete with Raw's. Um, I still look at Raw's roster and say that they have the better overall roster than SmackDown, but the the divide is definitely smaller. I guess it depends on how you classify the best roster. Um, 
because I look at, for example, you look at the top of the Raw roster, and you know you got Rollins, and my feelings on Rollins on this show are you know pretty well known. But so let's say Reigns takes the title off Lesnar, you got Strowman, but you can't really go to a Strowman program because you've already done that with Reigns. You've now taken the Miz off the show. You've taken Samoa Joe off the show. I mean, where do you go with with Roman as champion at that point? Well, that's where I think you have Owens and Zayn come in there. Yeah, but you've already done Roman and Owens for the Universal title. That program's already happened, and I don't think Zayn is there yet to be a credible contender for that title. I, I, well, I think, and maybe McIntyre, that's a possibility. No, um, it's going to be Jinder Mahal. <laughs> but I look at the SmackDown, top of the SmackDown card, and I look at the potential of Miz, Samoa Joe, you know, Daniel Bryan, Nakamura, this new heel Nakamura, which I'm absolutely loving, AJ Styles. You could put Jeff Hardy in there as a main eventer on SmackDown if you wanted to. I, who knows where they go with Andrade Almas. But to me, the top of the SmackDown card is just the, the money matches you could have. If you're a work rate guy, to me, SmackDown is the, is the winner, the best roster. If you're just a persona storyline guy, it's probably Raw. Yeah. Yeah, obviously, you know, SmackDown is kind of where where the the really talented wrestlers go to play. Whereas Raw, it's always been more about the moments. It's always been more about the storylines and 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 the mic work. And and when I look at any roster that's got Kevin Owens and Alexa Bliss, mm-hmm. they're definitely going to have you know two of the two of the best talkers uh, in their respective sides of things. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I look at the fact that you but know, they got you know, Natalia Raw, now too. So we talk about yeah, great, exactly. great talkers, you know. Yeah. You've also got a roster that has Ronda Rousey, you know. Great um, talker. No, no, was, <laughs> I was moving on. Moving on. Uh, Rousey and Banks are are both, you know, in that division there. Um, the the tag team division, I, I definitely give the the edge to SmackDown on that, um, just because of the fact that I love the revival, but yeah, they've proven that they're not going to do anything with it. The Arthur's a pain; they're just two big guys that beat motherfuckers with other other motherfuckers. Um, Rizango to me is just whatever at this point. Uh, and obviously the, the rest of the team is just getting thrown together. I, I never like that. I always prefer actual tag teams, you know, like Harper and Rowan, even though they could be singles guys, are a tag team together. You know, they fit together. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the bar still being together, but I think that if you, if you split those guys up, you know, then you definitely have it where, SmackDown starts getting even more talent that they can inject into their their single stuff. But to me, like I said, I, I give the edge to Raw. But there's a you can convince me either way on it, honestly. Right. So yeah, I think you can make a case either way. But I think the you know, like I said, I think SmackDown won the shakeup, and I think that shifted the balance sort of overall. Which, believe me, surprises the shit out of me because usually I go into these things assuming they're gonna just take all the good people from SmackDown and move them to Raw. So. Yeah, and they really didn't. Um, they, no, it was the other way around, really. Yeah, they they definitely saw that there was a lot of guys on Raw that, you know, haven't been getting the attention that they deserve, um, because there's there was been a logjam, and they decided we'll take some of your shit, and we'll give you some of our good stuff. Uh, we'll also take Owens and Zayn, who were good stuff. But um, so looking at this list, I look at Mojo Raleigh, Zack Ryder, Mike Kanellis. Those are those three guys that you should be looking at as potential to be future endeavored soon. Um, so you can instantly get those guys off your roster. Obviously, the Ascension, too. 
are definitely guys that you could see getting fired. Um, Warriors over on SmackDown, R-Truth is the only guy I could really see, but apparently he, you know, he must like know how Vince McMahon likes his, his sandwiches or something like that. Cause he continues to have a job. So, <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's it for the perfect 10. And now it's time to find out what's going on around your neck of the woods. Cause it's the independent dates. And we start things off with insane championship wrestling as ICW returns to the La Pica lounge on My Thursday. My favorite April. venue I've never mm-hmm. been to. You should come. It's nice. I've never been. Uh, Thursday, April. But you'll 19th, be there for ICW Classic. on Thursday, April nineteenth, right? Of course, I will be. Uh, for the four twenty Classic, doors up at six thirty p.m. Bell time is seven p.m. Ringside is sold out. Second row and general mission are fifteen dollars. A special attraction match headlines us as Colt Boom Boom Cabana takes on the Marman Mario Andrew Cravello with Dina Diva. The ICW World Title will be on the line as champion Insane Chase McCoy defends against the Greek franchise GQ Giannos. GQ Giannos. The ICW Midwest title is on the line in a gauntlet match as the fabled one Aesop Mitchell defends against TW3, Sierra, Rock King, Mason, and Captain Spicoli. The ICW Tag Team titles are on the line as champion Shoots and Wanderers Scott Marciano and AC Riley with Jason J take on the Holy Players Jason Cash and Sean Priest. And there'll be a tag team anything goes match as Special Forces Corporal Robinson and Garrison Creed take on Jarrett Jacks and Hot Topic Tyler Baggins. There was more guys in that match last time I did this. <laughs> uh, there'll be a casket death match. The winner gets into the Insane Eight, whatever the fuck that is, as Pitstain takes in the high class villain Mo Foley with Rock King. Shocker. Every fucking week, every month, it's Pitstain versus the high class villain Mo Foley. Every week. They have. They, they work really well with each other. Clearly. Uh, there's a, there's also a six-man tag team grudge match as Straight Hatred, Blackwell, Cato, and Pitbull Zach McGuire take on Dysfunction, Jacob Hoffman, and the Milwaukee Mauler. These fucking guys Juan have worked Hernandez. together more than Alundra Blaze and Bull Nakano back in the day when they had two fucking women on the roster. <laughs> oh, God. Now I have to check it out and see if they have actually worked together. <laughs> We'll see if they even show up on there. Uh, Juan, Juan Hernandez will take on Blazing Benjamin, plus a pre-show match at 6.45, featuring the debut of the Turkish bear, Oso Turco. And Bruce City Wrestling returns to the Elks Lodge in Waukesha, Wisconsin, on Saturday, April 21st, with Spring Slamboree. Belt time is 7.30, doors open at 6.45, tickets ringside are $20, advance $16 using PayPal on BruceCityWrestling1.com. Or, or you can pay $18 at the door, Kids 10 and under are just 10 bucks. The main event will see the Brew City Wrestling World Heavyweight Champion Tokyo Monster Kahagas with Kevin Sullivan taking on High Octane Onyx Andretti. There'll be a mixed tag team match as Funny Bone and Blue Phoenix Vanessa Azora take on Evil Dysfunction and Evil Sierra. The Brew City Wrestling Heritage Champion Stacy Shadows takes on Tess Valentine. Roadhouse James Vincent takes on Brandon Blaze. Sean Priest will take on Wanderer Alex Riley. Wait, aren't they? Oh, no, they're not tag team. They were in a tag team match with other partners. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, this is the singles match between Riley and Priest. They're in a tag team match over in ICW. Yes. Um, Angel Armani and GPA take on... Oh, God. Is that grade point average, or does that stand for something else? Do we know? I cannot give you one way or the other on that. Okay, I'm going to go with grade Uh, point average. You probably shouldn't interrupt me on this next one, because this is the most hilarious tag team you'll ever hear, as (laughs) D.W. Ebe... And Lou Zer. 
I thought it was Lou Sure. Uh, card is subject to change. More fandom only matches announced soon. Go to BruceCityWrestling1.com or follow them on Twitter at BCW1. <sighs> Friday, April 27th, the Wisconsin Pro Wrestling is live at the rendezvous of Luxembourg. Check out, or come out and watch all of your favorite WPW wrestlers presented by Luxembourg Milling. Doors about at 6.30 p.m. Show starts at 7 p.m. Come out and support the Door County Destroyers. Scheduled to appear is the WPW Tag Team Champions, the Players Club. Notorious one, Adam Grace, Young Money, Colin Brooks, Stacey Shadows, Melanie Cruz, Joey Jet Avalon, Gorgeous Jordy Lee, and many more. We'll have some matches announced very soon for that. Elkmania Productions presents A Nightmare on Bow Street. Elks on fire. Which will feature... Okay. <laughs> the one rundown's own Adam will be there. Wait, what? The will take the rundown's own. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, never mind. Will be there. I thought we were talking you about. Bet. I thought we were still talking about like ICW. I'm like, wow, he's fucking traveling now. All right. Nope. Good nope. on him. No. Nope. Oh, nobody wants to hire him. The event will take place on Saturday, April 28th at the Beverly Salem Lodge of Elks. On fire! Doors open at 6.30 with a bell time of 7. If you haven't purchased tickets yet, they are available at Silver Moon Comics and Collectibles in Salem and Paper Asylum in Beverly. Tickets are $10 in advance or $12 at the door. Tickets can also be purchased in advance online for $12, so why would you bother? Already announced the All-Star Champion, the Maniacal. Jack Kruger defends his title against everyone's favorite metahuman supervillain, Insane Dick Lane. Which is really a thing. Bay State Champion, Derek Simonetti, will defend the title against Alexander Lee. Also, Derek Conway chases vengeance when he takes on the man who literally stabbed him in the back and should be facing jail time, Kevin Giles. The Middlesex Express with Chad Epic defend the New England Tag Team Championships against the Maine State Posse. The Widow Belmont will collide with Delilah Hayden in a women's showcase match. Tough Talk Tony Spencer will take on Theodore J. Liftington to determine who is the strongest man in the room. Which is much Spoiler better alert. than what Sal suggested last time. What, that they fuck each other? What, what is, I don't remember what he said. No, he said they were going to fight to see who had the biggest dick in the room, which may or uh, may not be true, but... That's true. And many, many more. <laughs> Oh, Liberty States returns on Saturday, May 12th, with the season finale, Respect, from the John McCarthy Elementary School, 75 Lake Street, 76 Lake Street, Peabody, Massachusetts. Already signed for that show, a tag team grudge match has fabulously unequaled. Try to regain their Liberty States wrestling tag team titles from Brett Domino and D.L. Hurst in a two out of three falls match. Nico Silva defends the Sum Limits Championship against the Punjabi Lion, Robo. Vanity Vixen takes on Willow Belmont. More matches will be announced soon. Tickets are just $10 at the door. Doors open at 6.30. Wrestling starts at 7. And it is the final show for Liberty States until September. So I'm just looking up right now to see. So they weren't they weren't booked the last time. Let's see the Bills Mafia Madness. You had. Okay, do you want me to read the next one while you look this up? What's the next one? 
Oh, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, Lucky Pro Wrestling presents Toy Town Showdown on Saturday, May 19th at the Wendell P. Clark Memorial YMCA, 155 Central Street in Wichenden, Massachusetts. Tickets for this event are just $15. It is a special fundraiser event for the Clark's YMCA Building Brighter Futures annual campaign. Already announced, the retrosexual Anthony Green takes on Eddie Edwards of TNA fame. Also scheduled to appear... Impact Wrestling Knockout Alicia Edwards, the Selfie Made Man Vern Vicalo, the Riot Kellen Thomas, Tomahawk Shady Shay Cash, Perry Von Vicious, King Leon the Sixth, Jocelyn Zachary Pierre Ballou, Special Over the Top Toy Town Rumble with the winner facing the LPW Hard Knocks Champion at Star Clash on June 23rd in Clinton. Tickets are on sale now online at luckyprowrestling.com slash, uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff after it. Just go to luckyprowrestling.com, I'm sure you'll find it. Or go to the Clark YMCA, which leads us to our final, oh, I think this is the final one, isn't it? Yeah, this is the final one, right? Yeah, it's the final one. Okay. And it is the return of Atlantic Pro Wrestling after a long winter's nap. Uh, as we return with Spring Loaded, Saturday night, May 26th at 6 p.m. from the Newburyport Elks Lodge, 25 Low Street, Newburyport, Massachusetts. Already signed is your main event for the evening as it is a rematch of former Three Kings members turned enemies when the unequaled one, Todd Sopel, takes on Ring of Honor superstar and former sit-down guest, the Kingpin, Brian Malonis. Also APW New England champion Bitter Buddy Romano with fellow Venom members, the anti-Americans Canadian legend Matt Loudon and the Sheik Abdullah Hassan defends his New England championship against the winner of the number one contenders Battle Royal earlier in the evening. Also scheduled to appear at this event, the APW heavyweight champion Champagne Joe Moakley with John Cena Sr., the APW tag team champions, the Main State Posse, the APW women's champion Adira, the Hampton Beach bad boy Hunter Ward, Mr. DTF Dan Terry, the selfie-made king Vern Vicalo, D.L. Hurst, Brett Domino, Bugsy Stone, and Ike. Stay tuned for more updates. Tickets are $12 at the door. Advanced tickets are $10. Reserved front row seats, $15. And that also receives early admission to the building. Tickets are available at the door and at AtlanticProWrestling.com slash products. All ages show bar is 21 plus with proper ID. Doors open at 6. 6.30 is your bell time. Stay tuned for updates on matches. As always, the APW card is subject to change. And I hear that the commissioner over there is a pretty good looking dude. Fair enough. And hung like a horse from what I hear. I don't know. There you go. Uh, Okay, so to be fair, (laughs) as I was looking back out here, I'm getting a little bit more uh, more information here regarding these two gentlemen, uh, Mo Foley and Pitstain. They are four-time ICW Tag Team Champions together. And I'm trying to figure out what happened, why they vacated the championships the last time, but that seems to have kicked off this long-standing feud with each other. So apparently they turned on each other, which would explain why they continue to face off each other. <laughs> uh, so, but if you know, uh, if, if if anyone can help us out and let us know exactly what happened between the two guys, we'd be happy to uh, <laughs> happy to uh, to relate to everybody. So maybe we'll have to get one or two of them on the sit down and figure it out at some point. There we if, go. If and when I get around to doing one of those again. There you go. If I ever have any free time to schedule an interview again in the rest <laughs> of my life. 
And that is it for the rundown for this Thursday, April 19th, 2018. It will be one day until you can smoke them up. <sighs> Follow the rundown find out on Twitter at Rundown Podcast. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash rundown wrestling. Email the show at rundownwrestling at gmail.com. And leave us a voicemail, 617-863-6967. That's 61 Rundown 7. Or 69 Run Do. 69, 67. I don't know. Did you say 69 dudes? 69 dudes, yep. <laughs> 61 Rund, 69, 67. We're, we're now on Patreon. Head up to Patreon. This might be why nobody ever calls us. I'm just saying. Nobody ever calls us because nobody wants to talk about wrestling with us, apparently. I, Especially during a fucking superstar shakeup, nobody wants to talk to me about wrestling when I'm actually fucking watching it. Took I did. I, I responded. Took the time out to download the USA Network app and everything like that. Okay, so here's the thing. I was watching way behind, so every time you fucking posted something, it was a spoiler. So I Uh, turned it off until I got caught up, and then I said, all right, I'm all caught up, let's go. And then you shut the fuck up from there, so I don't know. Yeah, because I was mad. (laughs) I was mad because Adam was watching it live and decided to fucking quit on that. So it has been... uh, So as always, Adam ruins everything. Yes. (laughs) Go to patreon.com and become a patron. Please, just do it. Listen to our friends at Kingpin Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett of the Wrestling Podcast about nothing with new podcasts every Monday. Go to facebook.com slash the WPAN or the WPAN.com. And I encourage check you to go for... check out their show this week because uh, Mullet Brian Malonis talks about his experience at Ring of Honor. Did you Super... call him Mullet Brian Malonis? No, I started to say Malonis and then I said the Kingpin. I just... Anyway, uh, Brian Malonis uh, shares his story of Supercard of Honor and his weekend in New Orleans. Pretty good listen, so go check them out. Nice. Check out a friend, Justin Michaels, on a show, Yes on Waltz, on Tough TV. Go to toughtv.com to live stream it live and free. How Subscribe else would you live stream list? something but live? Isn't that implied by live streaming? I. I didn't type. Why would you stream? live stream it on tape delay? I don't know. Is that they, even a they, thing I, you could do? I'm sure you can. I don't think so, because then I it's mean, not a live stream anymore. It doesn't matter. I didn't mean to say live stream it live. I meant to say stream well, it live. Well, I don't care what you meant to say. I'm talking about I'm dissecting what you did say, the words that came out of your mouth, Troy. All right, well, let me, <laughs> let me do something here. Live. <laughs> Stream WrestleMania. Uh, hey, look. You can live stream something that already happened. It's not a live stream. No. It's like when Adam used to live tweet fucking SmackDown three days later. <laughs> it's not a fucking thing you can do. It's not a live stream anymore. Yeah, but it's Adam, and he thinks that he's live. Is it do the one eye? To be fair, he does time travel, so. Subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Podcast <laughs> to hear our other shows. And thanks to your visit, the Rundown Sit Down, WrestleMania Salvation, Glow Stick, and the Nitro Mania Podcast. Yeah, big announcement as it relates to Glow Stick today, huh? Yeah, I now have a deadline for when I need to finish my season. <laughs> Glow Season 2, I believe, was June 29th was the announced date. June 29th, yep. It is so, the flash dance thing in the commercial for it. But yes, there will be a Glow Season 2, and hopefully some more independent wrestlers show up on it. Yeah, be cool. Or WWE wrestlers, because you know how they love their mainstream publicity now that they know people are actually watching Glow. Oh, they'll definitely try to worm their way in. Yeah. Johnny Glow might come back. There you go. 
Follow our host on Twitter at jstewart0920, at rockstartroy. <sighs> Nobody else decided to show up, so I'm just going to plug Johnny Analog. And, uh, yes, I, I get the joke. <laughs> Thanks to everyone for listening and downloading and liking and subscribing. No, I just don't know who changed it back, did. so I had to adjust it. For oh, I did. Accuracy. I did. You don't fucking change that. <laughs> Anyways, thanks to Jason. Thanks, Troy. And thanks to Jason for our theme song as well. I'm going to get some fucking sleep after this. There you go. Next week, we preview the greatest Royal Rumble of all time. I thought we were done with these like multi-fucking-month of pay-per-views gimmicks after WrestleMania. Wasn't that what we were promised? That's what we were promised. But you know how, how WWE is with their promises. We still don't know who the... Was it GTV? Was it Goldust? We found out? No, we never found out. That's what it was planned to be. They never ever actually said who Uh, it was. At least we found out who the anonymous GM was, eventually. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And Vince McMahon's son. We did find that out, though. So I'm guessing GTV was Hornswoggle. He seemed to be at the fucking root of everything. Pretty much. Yeah. He's fucking little, pal. He can do fucking anything. He can fit anywhere. You can put him in a fucking luggage. We can save money on tickets. You can shove him in my ass. (laughs) Now that's JR. That's true. Right up there to the knuckle. That's right. Goodbye, everybody. See you next Thursday. Bye-bye. The Rundown Wrestling Podcast was created and subsequently abandoned by Adam Seltzer and is produced and edited by Jason Stewart. This episode was hosted by Jason Stewart and Troy Besson. We are a member of the Questionable Endeavor Network. Check out all of our other podcasts and shows on questandnetwork.org. And tune in next week for an all-new episode of the Rundown Wrestling Podcast. 